You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello, hello. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host, continuing our live show, Real Presence Live, coming at you from the top of Lone Mountain at the elevation of 12,166 feet. That's probably way off, but I'm just saying stuff uh, out in Montana, and I want to talk about that because I'm so happy because I'm from the valley, and when I look at mountains, I just feel like I'm on another planet. I just feel really honored and really blessed, and I just... My heart starts to do weird things. It's really beautiful and lovely and wonderful. There's trees everywhere, trails, waterfalls, uh, deer, fox, elk. I was riding a horse and my butt hurts. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is great. I love it out here. This is so good. I'm with two of my best buddies out of this uh, group of guys that uh, we formed coming out of the seminary. And so we've been together for 14 years going back from the beginning of the seminary, 10 years now as priests. Father Scott Pogacinic from the Diocese of St. Cloud is coming up on his 10th anniversary, June 19th. 2010 he was ordained so 10 years will be this june 19th father greg i'm from the diocese of madison wisconsin ordained on june 25th Mm -hmm. um june 25th of 2010 and so his 10th anniversary is the next week after father scott's uh then father matt wearing uh, is July 3rd from New Ulm. Uh, Fernando, Father Fernando Sainz is the day after 20, you, Father. 26. So 26, so in yep. the middle there. Uh, and then myself uh, on June 10th, and then Father John Burns on uh, July 10th, and Father John Burns on July 17th. So every, uh, that was really poorly put together, but if you can imagine every Saturday for about two months going to another best buddy's ordination to the priesthood mm-hmm. and seeing all your other best buddies, and now 10 years later getting to celebrate each one of those guys guys a week apart basically i mean there's some guys that are just one day apart because it was a friday night saturday whatever but but basically every week for two months we're going to be marking each other's 10th anniversary as priests which we think is a big deal now and then when 25 years would be like that was nothing but it's big now because that's where we're at you know so let's just spend our last uh segment here together guys uh talking about something that just moved our heart during 10 years of priesthood or something that that we came through or something that we just we love or just what we think about it now. So we'll just leave it wide open. Uh, Father I'm how about we start with you? Share with us whatever you want about the beauty of priesthood 10 years. Yeah. Um, and don't lie. As I... <laughs> you know me. <laughs> yeah. Father I'm can't tell a lie even if he <laughs> wanted to. Yeah. Right. No guy. So, uh, no yeah, guy. as I was reflecting on, uh, on this time as priesthood, uh, obviously our ministry shapes our priesthood. Um, the, the faithful... Uh, the bride of Christ that we serve, um, they call us into our fatherhood, uh, into our priesthood. Um, and so I've been hugely impacted uh, with the ministries that I've been given, um, starting with uh, my the first summer I was assigned to a small Catholic uh, youth camp mm. in the Diocese of Madison called Camp Gray. And the theme for that summer was uh, John 3, 1 through 3, First um, John one uh, three, one through three. See what love the Father has bestowed on you that you might be called children, children. of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For indeed, that is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every week, I was preaching that message to a new group of uh, campers. Um, and uh, that that idea of sonship 
has been so important, um, especially when you're newly ordained, taking on a new kind of identity uh, to see yourself as beloved son. Um, and just uh, trying to communicate that to the, uh, the staff and the campers uh, that summer was uh, hugely, hugely impactful. Um, and then uh, another scripture passage that comes to mind is um, um, pick up the, the chalice of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, how shall I repay the Lord for all the good that he's done for me? Uh, I should take up the chalice of salvation and yeah. call upon the name of the Lord. Um, and that's been kind of the more recent uh, theme um, in in my priesthood. So, um, but you know, you know, along the, the lines of, of ministry, you know, um, I was in a, a parish for two years as, as an associate pastor. Got to meet some great, great faithful uh, who um, still are dear friends of mine. And um, something that one of them said recently uh, that really was beautiful. Uh, she said, you know, Father, um, I just it's been a great gift to watch you grow up in your mm. priesthood. Huh. And um, she said, you just, you seem more settled, more confident, you know. Um, and I thought, man, I thought I was pretty settled and confident mm. <laughs> in priest. But, you know, the beauty of it is, uh, you know, you're not trying to, like, figure out who you are or what you're trying to do or whatever. It's just like there's, there's a beauty in being settled being confident, um, just having experience, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you don't have to go looking for anything. It's just mm -hmm. like, I know more of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can just be confident in that each and every day as I wake up and go out into mm -hmm. ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, there's nothing, there's not much that I have to prove because the Lord's going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've started to realize just how weak I am in the midst of all the ministry that I'm being called to. Um, and that anything that is great that happens, uh, the Lord is the one that's uh, doing it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but one thing I, I will say that one of my fears coming out of seminary, we were talking about our seminary experience mm -hmm. was, um, you know, I lived a pretty sheltered life. I grew up in a good Catholic family. You know, I went off to seminary right out of high school. Um, so that's a pretty kind of sheltered <laughs> life. Um, as I was getting ready to be ordained, I thought, I'm going out into the world. Mm. People are going to be looking to, for, to me uh, to, to lead them. And I've always had people there kind of walking with me, leading me. Mm. And so now I'm taking on this new identity. And so I just remember uh, in my priesthood ordination, laying on the floor and saying, Father, I'm giving you everything. Um, take care of me. You know, and um, that also struck home when I stuck my hands in the bishop's hands with the last um, promise that uh, priests make, the pro promise of obedience. And um, and I will tell you, the, the father is taking such good care of me. Um, he, uh, he is so faithful, um, both through brother priests, you know, uh, that we have here, um, but also um, the faithful who have uh, kind of continued to support me and love me. Um, and then those di difficult days when um, there's nobody that you can really go to, but you go to the Lord and uh, he just, he pours out his grace. And sometimes those are some of the most intimate 
moments uh, is in those uh, moments of uh, trial, of difficulty. And uh, the Lord just holds you um, <laughs> and pours out his grace, his love into your heart. Um, so that t- the next day you wake up and you have more to give. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a real gift. Um, and kind of like parenting, uh, 95% of it is hidden. <laughs> 5%, you know, uh, you're recognized for. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people don't realize what goes on in the priest's heart. Um, but they, they know it um, through faith, you know, when they see a priest who's just persevering, mm-hmm. loving them in uh, difficult moments. Um, so, it's, I, I make it sound like my life's been <laughs> difficult, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've had a pretty... Uh, <laughs> uh, do, you, do you need <laughs> pretty, a hug? Pretty <laughs> simple and easy uh, priesthood, to be honest. But uh, mm-hmm. but no, the Lord's been super, super good. So those are just some uh, some of the things that I would take away. Yeah, so that's Father Greg. I'm sharing uh, of uh, some of the gift of men, mystery of priesthood. Um, maybe you're hearing that and you're saying... Ah, some of that stuff you said sounds like my life too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, priests live a human life. Uh, so this sort of uh, growing in fellowship with others or uh, settling into life and learning about your ministry or your vocation, your job, your whatever, your career, your, your, your path. Uh, There's supremely human experiences a priest lives a human life. So if you're like, well, yeah, kind of, I kind of identified with what Father Greg was saying about this or about that. Yeah, well, we're with you uh, and you're with us in the life called human life. Uh, but then there might be some other things that surprised you about his sharing. Like, wait a second. He, he was talking about like having to trust God or whatever. He's a priest. I thought he was like, the, I thought he was like fully armored with all of the weapons of God all the time. It's like, well, the priests have to get on their knees, uh, maybe even more than others to, to live in that place uh, with God. Um, so we're trying to figure things out too, just like you are, um, and needing to lean on the Lord. So Father Greg, thanks so much for sharing some mm-hmm. of the gift and mystery of first 10 years of priesthood, 40 more uh, active ones and a couple retired ones, and then you're dead, but you're priest forever. Amen. You're going to take your priesthood into heaven. It's fantastic. Or at least a purgatory. <laughs> right. we, we pray by God's mercy. <laughs> this is Father Craig Vosick, your host, Real Presence Live, Priest Roundtable on the beauty of priesthood. We're coming into our final segment here, talking just about some of the highlights and uh, things that stand out or whatever we want here as we come to the end. So, Father Scott Pagostic, Rector of the Cathedral of St. Cloud, uh, share with us something you want. Yeah, you've just uh, said these two words a couple times. No, gift and mystery, John Paul II, right? His 50th anniversary wrote a little book on the, the mm-hmm. gift of the priesthood in his own life. And it, it's those two things exactly, right? It's a gift given. First, it's Jesus Christ's priesthood. And yeah. I think there's a great humility in always remembering that to say, wow, Lord, like I'm overwhelmed by this, but you are not. You know, like you, you brought me into this place. And so with the, you know, with whatever I can give, I'm going to give. And when it feels like not enough and overwhelmed, you're going to renew me and fill me up again. I think for me as a priest, right, the, the moments of confession, hmm. um, and certainly after 10 years, you know, we've heard tens of thousands of confessions, um, but there's always, you know, like in your own heart, you'll hold a few that you're like, wow, like what a gift mm. to be in the presence of that person as God was doing his work. Mm-hmm. You know, I see the, I see the physician, mm. I see the spiritual father, I see Christ, I see the Holy Spirit burn away years of guilt and burden. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like am I privileged to be a witness to this? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so both that. I want to stop right there, Father, because uh, this is such an important thing you just said. So many people are afraid to go to confession. Like the priest is going to yell at me. He's going to hurt me. Uh, he's going to kick me out of the church. God doesn't like me anymore. Mm. And like I'm sure the priest is judging me because he probably thinks I'm a moron because he doesn't sin, but I do. And and priests are perfect and I'm stupid and all this. I mean, like this is how it seems. Some people come. You just shared. You just shared what everybody needs to hear. The priest's perspective on the sacrament of reconciliation is not, oh man, another sinner coming to grovel at my feet, but rather another, another unique uh, uh, peering through a window or c- for us to come in and just watch God love and heal His people. And we, get a, we, we have the privilege, the gift of, of just seeing that and... And that's what that's what a priest's heart is in that moment, brothers and sisters who are listening. The priest's heart is not, "Wow, you're a moron. S- shape up." Even if we have to tell you that, it's like, "Hey, shape up." Uh, it's it's such a it's such a beautiful gift, as Father Scott. Go back and listen to the podcast and listen to those that minute or two of what he just said. That it is the priest's heart is just marveling at what the Lord is doing. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, Father Scott, but that, but that was just something that everybody needs to hear and they need to hear it over and over and over again because there's such a there's such a hesitance of like, I'm going to get crushed by God. It's like, nope. God is going to love you tenderly and the priest is going to marvel and be there with him. Mm-hmm. And if I could jump in as well, I, I just it's not like your turn. to say like, it's I know not it's turn. not. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't help it. Oh. Hey, for programmed guy, uh, mute, mute him. Mute him. <laughs> Go, get out. Get out. No, so there's the fatherhood, you know, of, um, what you're talking about is real spiritual fatherhood, you know. Um, and... Um, so giving us the opportunity to father, and I, I tell people, um, when you don't go to confession, you are robbing the priest of his fatherhood, because we are made to love with the heart of Jesus Christ, and when people don't come, you're preventing, from, uh, preventing us from using the heart that Christ wants to grow and develop in us, you know, and, um, and so please do not take that away from your priests at home. You know, um, come with your brokenness and let them love you because that's, <laughs> that's how we become good priests. You're right. People ask me people. like, yeah, on Christmas or Easter, like, Father, what can we get you for a gift? I'm like, come to confession. <laughs> 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 it's the greatest gift you can give me. <laughs> so that, it's confession, of course, and then anointing of the sick, right? The privilege of being in that sacred space in a moment's, uh, person's last breath uh, to think, wow, they have invited you. Maybe you've never met him before, but they want you there because of Christ's priesthood. They love the priesthood. They know what the priest is. They want you in that presence. And so again, right, you are a priest. You're bringing the priesthood of Jesus Christ. But again, you have that privilege of being there in that sacred moment uh, when they're handed on to eternity, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's an incredible moment, often surrounded by family. And you're like, as a young priest, it's like one of the most overwhelming moments that you're almost like, it's the most nerve-wracking moment. You're like, help me not screw this up. Because <laughs> th- this only happens once. There's no redos here. <laughs> but I think as a priest, that's 10 years as a priest, you're like, oh my gosh, now I just long for those moments. I look for those moments. I seek them out. I don't say, hey, maybe there's a more talented priest, a more veteran priest. Send him. You're like, no, I, I want that privilege. I want that joy. I want the ability to like uh, experience the grace of Christ in that moment. So I think for me, all kinds of moments along the way, weddings and, and, and youth trips, uh, mission pilgrimages, all these kind of things. But um, those moments in the confessional, those moments in anointing, um, 
Incredible. Incredible. Mm. Brothers and sisters, that was Father Scott Pogachnik, rector of the Cathedral of St. Cloud, Minnesota, sharing a little bit about uh, some of the gift and mystery of 10 years of priesthood for himself. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left, and maybe I'll share a little bit, and then maybe get some thoughts from you guys, and, and then you can go make some eggs for me, and uh, I'll come down when I'm done with the show. <laughs> My dad just sent me a text, guys. He says hello. Nice. So, uh, so that's great. Uh, yeah, he said, okay. say hello to all the wonderful priests. Good show. <laughs> so, that's fantastic. Even if nobody else cares, mom and dad, they care. They Fatherhood. Care. <laughs> um, Ten years, yeah, it's... Uh, like at present, I'm in a. I'm serving in a ministry that uh, I didn't even think was possible. I'm a priest of Crookston, Minnesota, and I'm serving in the diocese of Bismarck, North Dakota. So, and I'm working at a Catholic university, and I'm working full time with uh, athletes. Uh, okay, so diocese of Crookston doesn't have a Catholic university, so I never thought I'd work at one. Uh, and I'm an athlete in my past, but never thought that I'd have a full time. I mean, I just we don't have that. It doesn't exist in the Diocese of Crookston to have a, a chaplaincy to athletes even. I mean, like maybe at Bemidji State University, I might be able to like get to know some of the athletes. I helped some of the hockey players come into the faith, you know, whatever. Uh, but like, that's just not a, that's just not even a, it wasn't on my mind. Uh, as far as like, hey, what do you hope to do in your priesthood? Well, I hope that I can be released from my diocese to go two dioceses over and then serve uh, in another place where I don't know anybody. But I hope that I could go do that because I would love to work at a Catholic university and work full time with it. It just was, it was, here's what I say. It's a dream job to work at a Catholic university with the powerful and beautiful leadership of Monsignor Shea. Uh, and then to be not over the whole university as chaplain, but to work fully with athletes um, in this in this season of my life, it's a dream job that I never dreamed that I could ever be in. And it's not a job, it's ministry, but like it's a, you know. So I just marvel over that. I marvel over the, that the Lord, uh, he saw this ministry that I was going to be doing, something that I would have loved to say, ooh, I could aspire to do that, but I would have never thought of it because it's not even in the scope of life for me. And that he would um, give it to me gift it to me uh, for a season in my life to bless me and to to allow that part of my heart to just enjoy uh, that reality. Um, I, w- I could have never dreamed of that. I could have never planned for that. And so I just marvel. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, uh, it might be my favorite quote because I come back to it all the time, in this little book called Words of Love. I shouldn't have said that because that's my secret playbook. Uh, anyway, it's called Murds of Dove. <laughs> that's right, you were way off. Yeah, Murds of Dove. Look up the book about the dove. <laughs> Lead everybody off the track. Uh, and it's uh, it's excerpts from the life of these uh, nuns. Uh, one was a hidden Carmelite. One was a hidden something else. One was a hidden something else. Um, and uh, one was in Italy. One was in Spain. And one was somewhere else. Anyway, this this priest went through and uh, took from their journals their life with Jesus and excerpt uh, excerpted. I don't know whatever drew out little uh, quotes uh, and then created a topical book. But anyway, so there's like 34 chapters in a self critical order: abandonment, mercy, faith, hope. Uh, providence, prayer, suffering. The first one's on abandonment. Uh, and abandonment doesn't mean being left alone to die or something. Abandonment means that I, I, I give myself over fully to you, Lord, and I don't hold anything back. And I trust you. Okay. So one of these things is uh, this line from this sister in prayer. Uh, Jesus says to her, My work 
is wrought in the dark. But when it comes to light, you will marvel at its every detail. And so, and so I say this to people all the time because I, it just like almost makes me cry every time I say it because it's just like my work is rotten in the dark, but when it comes to light, you're going to marvel at every detail. I, I picture heaven to be like that. Mm-hmm. That for eternity, I'm just going to look back on my own life. And, you know, It's going to be better than that, but I'm going to look back on my life and I'm going to see everything that God was up to and I'm just going to marvel at every, and just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa! What? You know, I just marvel at every detail, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of in that. I'm kind of in that season right now. Um, we're kind of basically out of time. I was going to say something else about uh, just how I've gotten to know myself over ten years. Mm-hmm. I never used to hang out with myself, and that might sound stupid to even say that, but I enjoy hanging out with myself mm-hmm. because then I can just kind of go within myself and hang out with God mm-hmm. alone with Him. I think this is something like a solitude that's coming about over the years that's really wonderful. So, um, guys, this has been a gift. Thank you so much for being yeah. here. Yeah, thank Amen. you. Amen. Likewise. Yeah, this thanks fantastic. for inviting us in. What so a, good. What a gift. So, uh, Imer, go make the eggs. If uh, Pagashnik, if you could go make some bacon and another cup of coffee, I would love while I'm interviewing the, uh, the most reverend cousins in the next hour. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being here. Amen. All right. God bless everyone. God awesome. Bless uh, men and women, you just got to uh, hang out with me and my buddies. My buddies and I, I'm speaking badly. My dad would be madly. Uh, talking about priesthood, we're out in the mountains, and it's been great. Uh, so... Thanks, uh, gentlemen, for being here. Everybody will come up. We've got another hour, Real Presence Live. We'll talk to Bishop Cousins, and we'll pray the rosary together. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live coming to you. Father Craig Vosick, your host. Mm-hmm.